Hello? Oh, thank God. Rob Grimm, I am in a bit of a pickle. Where are you, Gary? All right. I don't know. Last night I was in Spain, and this morning I woke up and I think I'm in Morocco. Morocco, no. The only reason people go to Morocco is for the import-export business, and it's usually of hashish. And yesterday we were getting tapas, and this person told me about these really awesome handmade maracas. So we w- I Maracas up- don't come from Morocco. Well, I know that now, dummy. <sighs> dummy, you call me dummy, the Morocco from Listen, Maracas. I wanted to give Maracas away for Black Friday, and I don't know how I got here, but I'm here now, and the credit card is blocked again, and I cannot get out of here. Of course the credit card is blocked, because we don't want to spend money on Maracas. Well, Rob, think about it. Everyone gets the Black Friday deal. In addition to that, they get maracas to play with. Okay. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to teach people how to play instruments over here, and you're telling me that I can't? What are you even I... doing right now for Black Friday? One, I'm sleeping. It's the middle of the night. You always love to call me in the middle of the night. Two, I will unblock your card if you promise to get out of Morocco. Go nowhere else except to the airport and get out of Morocco. All right. Okay? Uh, try and run the credit card now, sir. It's working? Okay, great. Thanks, Rob. Gary. Don't do anything stupid. Welcome to the RGG EDU podcast, where Rob and Gary talk and drink with your favorite photographers. So grab yourself a cold sarsaparilla and saddle up. In this episode, we're sitting down with Emily Teague, who is a professional blackjack player um, here from Las Vegas. Emily, thank you for joining us. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have to say, I actually only recently became a blackjack player, so it's kind of a and walk new us career path for me. In a former life, you were a, a photographer, correct? Back in the day, yeah. Yeah, and now you play. As in, and now you play black Last jack. Thursday, <laughs> <laughs> a couple days ago, yeah. Um, well, okay. Here's the deal. Um, I started blackjack, and it lasted for about a minute. Yeah. And I realized cool. maybe I'm not supposed to be a blackjack. Wait, player. a whole minute? Okay, maybe not a whole minute. <laughs> um, and I was feeling really confident about it, so I decided to try slots, and that didn't go well either. No. So it's off to a rough start, but I have a lot of confidence in myself, so I'm not too worried. Yeah, so did right. you just play one hand of blackjack, and it was just all or nothing? Yeah, it was my first time, and so I yeah. didn't know, is that normal? Like, do you normally get out the first round? Well, you don't bet all your money on the first round. Well, it was that's $15. Definitely. Like, that's oh. pretty steep, right? That's pretty steep, yeah. I'm going back to photography. Yeah. The roulette's yeah. what you got to play. That's the fun game. That's the fun one. I heard... No with, math involved. With craps, you get a lot of money, right? Craps is fun. Okay. There's just so many rules. It's so complex. I'll switch to roulette. Yeah, I'm too stupid to figure out the rules of, of <laughs> craps. It just <laughs> doesn't make sense. Wait, roulette's the one where you just spin it and you get like $100. Yeah. Got it. That's it. That you spin it and you get $100. I can do that. That's yeah. the rule. Okay. That's the that's the that's <laughs> you the rule. spin it and get a hundred bucks. Maybe yeah. I'll why does everybody play that? <laughs> stick with my gambling career just a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's back up to your prior career where you were oh, back a, in the day. Yeah, back okay. in the back day when you were a, a, a photographer. photographer. Yeah, well, I was once a photographer. <laughs> yes. How was that? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was great. Um, so I shoot commercial fashion and photojournalism. It's kind of nice to have that balance just because they're both really different. Like with, with the commercial fashion, it's fun because I kind of get to create my own story um, and decide whatever I want everything to look like. And with photojournalism, it can be a little tricky because instead I'm telling someone else's story and I get to decide nothing, um, which it can be frustrating because I have to deal with like maybe terrible lighting or colors that don't get together. And... But I, again, it's fun. Like I like that balance. Those two things are completely opposite. How did, <laughs> how did they wind up in your photo bag? I mean, how did yeah, those two things become right. what you do? So it started with fashion. Um, I took like a three-day workshop when I was like 16 years old. 
And the moment I picked up a digital camera, I was like, okay, like this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. Um, and I had, had a friend who was really close to me and she was a fashion photographer. And so it was super, like, I'm very spoiled. I just like slipped into working with her and she gave me her contacts for like makeup artists and models. Um, so again, like I, I was very spoiled with my start. So I did fashion work, mostly portrait work for a couple of years. And then I took just one class at a university for uh, it was a, a college newspaper, and I got into photojournalism. And it was kind of just one of those things where I was like, oh, I get to take pictures, and I like taking pictures, so it doesn't really matter what I take pictures of because this is still very early on. Um, and so I did sports photography. I did a lot of features. Um, I started my first series on homelessness, and that was kind of, I guess, the start for it all as I started talking to people and hearing their stories and felt really inspired to give voices to people who wouldn't otherwise have them necessarily. So how did you produce that? Are you just walking up to homeless people? Yeah, so I was either seven, I think I was 18, maybe 17, because I was still in high school, but I was taking this college class. Like there was some kind of program for that. And there was like a 7-Eleven where a bunch of homeless guys would hang out. And I was, I was very intimidated and shy and really not wanting to offend them by asking to take their yeah, picture. Eighteen-year-old right. women shouldn't walk up to a yeah. Like, your parents, your parents must have been like, <laughs> "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah, well, I was living on my own by that point, so yeah. it was it was great. Um, but you carry a pistol, right? Always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, and it's weird. It's like a six-shooter. It's it, not what you, well, you I, think. I carry a it's couple a revolver. of them. Yeah. She carries a, a Smith and Wesson three fifty-seven. She has one. I in saw the heel of her boot. Yeah. <laughs> you saw that one? Yeah. But yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it was really cool because like I would I would talk to them and you know I, because I hadn't talked to homeless people before, um, it was just interesting to hear their perspective. And for the most part, everyone was really friendly. Like I heard awesome stories and was like, oh, and it sounds so simple, but I was like, oh, like we are exactly the same. Like uh, there's homeless? such a yeah. I mean yeah, we were all people. Like I think there's such a stigma against homeless people, um, and I definitely had that too. I think most people do, and for me that kind of broke it. And I was like, oh, we are we're all the same. So how did you shoot the project? Well, so I it was tricky because not everyone was okay with it, and sometimes and I wanted to talk to them first before I asked to take their portrait. So I'm I'm not a journalist, um, but I have had a little bit of experience in it. So I'd talk to them, and be like, hey, you know, can I? can I interview you? And a lot of people would say yes. And so I might go on for like 30 minutes just trying to get them comfortable before I asked to take their photo. Um, but for some people, by the time I did ask to take their photo, they'd be like, no. <laughs> Which, you know, at the time I think I was like, man, like that was such a waste of time. And looking back, it, you know, it wasn't because I did get that experience interviewing people and being more comfortable around people. Um, yeah. How nervous were you to talk to them? Oh, initially? I was terrified. Um, what, I mean, so I, what'd, you, what'd you do to get over those nerves? I think, you know, I, I'm terrified about a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, and I'm doing bigger photojournalism projects now that are a little scarier sometimes. But I think for me, I just have to be like, okay, I want this end goal. And so I have to do ABC to get there. And it, sometimes I might ask myself, like, okay, is there another way to do this? And most of the time there's not. Like, the issue is I don't want to talk to person over here. And the only way to talk to that person is by going up to them. So I think it's just one of those things where I have to tell myself, like, I just have to do it, you know, and, mm. and go do it. <laughs> so how did you, did you have studio lighting in the parking lot of the 7-Eleven? I did not. So, did I mean, not. mostly in the start, I was only natural light. Um, and it, I've now, I have like a lighting kit that I carry with me on my travels now. And it's, it breaks down really small. Um, but that helps to now actually have kind of portable light with me. But what do you use? I have, it's a 26-inch Octabox from Westcott. Mm -hmm. And there's like a little monopod that is about the length of my forearm and just like a basic flash. Um, 
Yeah, and it all it breaks down super small, so I don't ever speed lights. Yeah, yeah. just a speed light. Yeah. Um, it'd be great to have something a little more advanced, but at the same time, like my luggage has to be super lightweight when I travel because I I don't check any bags to yeah. save money. And if you gotta like run out of a situation quickly, yeah, you gotta be able to run. Yeah, and which it's n- you've been chased out of a casino before. You want to talk about that story? I mean, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you were chased out of a casino yeah. this week. Well, clearly. Okay, I, it's complicated. Gary and I are actually starting a ring of card counters. Well, don't t- uh, don't oh, tell wait. them. Yeah. Really? Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> we were, <laughs> winking over here. There were some people that we met that you know they they were going to do the card count. We're not. I no, we're not so, involved. I wasn't in that. associated with that. No, no. no. But however, because that's, that's illegal. Yeah. Right. Right. We wouldn't yeah. do that if we did though. <laughs> but if we did though, then we would definitely have to get better at running. So that's one of the things we're thinking about. So to be fair, I haven't been chased out of a casino yet. 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 Okay. Right. We have about twenty-four hours. We're working on it. Yeah. All right. All right. That's okay. good. Yeah. Lofty have, goal. Have, I like it. Have you been chased out of any casinos? Um, chased out? No. Okay. Give it some time. Thrown out, but never chased out. I actually was thrown out of uh, a hotel in the Bahamas on my high school senior trip and the casino. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you want to hear the story? Yeah. <laughs> no, yes. Okay. Yes, no. Okay, so <laughs> yes. It's, I guess I'm 18. This is an 18-year-old Gary, and we're down in the Bahamas. And this is the first time for me going outside of the, the country. And go down there, just a group of like 30-something high school students, and towards the end of the trip, it's just, you know, it's you're, you're down there, you're drinking, Hang you're on. going out. Stop. You gotta, what? Were you with that derelict who used to live behind me that used to cause me so much yeah. trouble? Yeah, Dinga, Drew. Yeah, he's there. He's, there. <laughs> he's actually part of the story. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, uh, I mean, the, it's a typical going out, drinking, gambling type of situation. But the very last night, we were walking, and the maid's closet was open. And there was maid uniforms in there. So I put, one on. put one on, <laughs> yeah, and it was glorious, right? Right. Because what other option was there? Yada yada yada. I was then. I I also slept in it. I fell asleep in this in this bed, and I was woken up by this huge individual rocking me. Sir, sir, get up! I'm like, no, go away. You know, just kind of drunk and, and passed out. And no, go away, go away. And like he's then it dawns on me he's in the hotel room, so like I take the covers off. He's like, "Sir, you stole the maid's uniforms." And I'm like, "No, I didn't." And I was wearing <laughs> oh. the maid uniform. But so then, wait, how did they know that you stole the maid's? I guess uniforms? there's cameras, and and they saw you trapsing into your room. Someone that someone we were sold with, you out. Um, broke the exit sign, just like an exit sign. So they, that's what they're mad about. So they pull us out, and me and Greg, and I, by this point, I'm still wearing the maid's outfit, and <laughs> I wanted to keep it on as Were long as possible. Were you wearing underwear at this point or not? Because I don't think so. Oh, uh, good. I don't think so. Was yeah. there horse hair on the maid outfit? Uh, oh, yes. I think there might have, there been, might have been, been horse hair on the maid outfit, which is weird. That is weird. So, all right, so then I have, this is the, the where I learned how to, well, you don't learn how to play roulette. You just play roulette. So this is my first roulette experience. So... We're in the hotel security, and they are shaking us down and, and telling us that the exit sign is going to cost $500. I'm like, I am not paying anything. I didn't break any exit sign. You can have your maid outfit back, and I'll pay for the laundry. <laughs> I'll give you $10 to <laughs> Never mind, I've wiped my butt in it. To, to, to wash the maid outfit. And I was like, I'll even buy the maid outfit. Anyway, so the, the guy that uh, is with us, uh, my, my friend Greg, who wasn't part, part of this at all, he is scared shitless. 
just absolutely scared. So he calls a few people, and $500 gets delivered to us, and we get kicked out of the hotel. So it's the day, basically that night, the next the next day we have to fly back home, right? And uh, I sit down with 25 30 bucks, something like that, mm-hmm. and then Greg, who was also kicked out and really pissed, had about 25 bucks. And we sat there for six hours. Ooh. And both of us left with over $800. Look at you guys. Just hitting crazy amounts of roulette. Uh, there's no strategy in roulette. Just like, a couple you just of... Can't, you can't get good at it. You were just a couple of young gamblers wearing made outfits. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> it was, the, it was the, my favorite time of getting kicked out of the hotel. That's a good one. If there was a new gambling ring, they should probably wear made outfits, right? I think so. Yeah. I like that. Cool. I think yeah. so. Great. Yeah. Just, yeah. Making plans, you yeah. know. Making oh, plans. Okay, so back to your work. Uh, you started out, you're doing commercial and editorial. Where are these personal projects going that's kind of photojournalism? Yeah. Are, they, are you getting these in magazines? Are you getting paid so, to do them? So recently, um, in the past, it was just like I was doing anything I wanted to. So like I went to Cuba and I did a series there because I had I read up a ton about Cuba and I just wanted to kind of interview people and like get their opinion on the situation over there about what's going on Um, because they're at a really interesting point right now. And so that was just completely personal. Um, But after that, I was like, man, like I'd like to take this in a more professional direction and actually have like a very clear goal of what I want to do. And so I started that by writing down things that mattered to me. And I had a list of maybe like 10 things I just felt really passionate, like women's rights, children's rights, um, LGBT rights, stuff like that. And from there... I I somehow got onto child slavery in fishing villages, which is very specific. Um, yeah, I want to know about that. That looks like a pretty fascinating yeah. experience. How how do you get there? So homeless guys at the Seven Eleven, and now you're doing child slavery it's in been, Ghana. It's been a fun couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, let's not go to Ghana. Let's go back to Cuba. Okay, Cuba. You, yeah. How how long ago was Cuba? Uh, Cuba was I want to say two years ago. All right. Yeah, so two did years ago. You need ago. to get a visa. I did, yeah, and it's actually it's really easy to go to Cuba. And for me, I just my you have like twelve reasons of why you can go, and my reason was photojournalism. Um, and they don't really ask you many questions, so I'd encourage like everyone to try to make it over there, um, especially right now while we still can. Like it, it is yeah. a little tricky um, with the borders right now, mm-hmm. but but yeah, it was, it was nice because I'd also done a project in Vietnam, and when I went there. At the time, I was still in my first couple years of doing photojournalism, and I had this kind of shoot-and-run method. So I'd, like, quickly take someone's portrait, and then they would look at me, and I'd, like, turn the other way, like, turn my camera slightly and be like, oh, I wasn't shooting you, you know, Um, because I didn't know how to really You were trying to be sneaky. Yeah, I was trying to be super sneaky. Um, And that's what I did a couple different places. I did that in Israel as well, just because I didn't really know any other way. And so Cuba was the first time that I could actually speak Spanish with people and ask them if it was okay to take their photo and like speak to them in Spanish. So I, I broke this kind of language barrier and I was like, this is amazing. Um, my Spanish isn't completely fluent for sure, but it was enough that we could like get by mm-hmm. and there was a connection with them. And I think I'm way happier with my photos of Cuba than I was with any past photojournalism work. Were you down there by yourself? Yeah, that was hard. Scared? <laughs> um, yeah, there were, there were times that it was scary. I think people, like Cubans are really friendly, which is awesome. And at the same time, like, Cuban men are really friendly. And yeah, being, mm-hmm. like, this little white girl who stands out, who's, like, running around by herself um, in the streets. With a bunch of expensive camera gear. Right. Yeah, right. it's dangerous. It is. Um, and I think that trip, that trip made me... How did you smuggle your pistol into Cuba? In the boot. In the, the, and it didn't... Duh. Wow. Yeah. Duh. 
Oh, yeah. It's made of wood. You didn't a know? A wooden <laughs> pistol. Yeah, she's got a wooden pistol. <laughs> <laughs> Two, actually. Two wooden pistols. Yeah. Oh. Dueling pistols. Right. Both, you know, both heels. Who of do you think would win in a, a draw? Me or Rob? If we were to <clears throat> draw on each other. Oh, man, guys. You don't even, you don't want to answer I'm that. I'm not going to answer yeah, that. <laughs> it, either way, you lose. Why, why go there? <laughs> Um, But yeah, it was super, it was, looking back, I think it was more dangerous than I realized. At the time, it didn't feel very dangerous. Um, But I was going around interviewing people, and at one point, I interviewed this guy who had these kids around him, and I thought they were his kids, and looking back, I don't think they are. And he was, like, just this really friendly guy, and it became pretty apparent that he was drunk, but I didn't really realize that at the time. And he, like, invited me into his house. Oh, boy. Um, And unfortunately, you know, I I know, I'm only 22, but 20-year-old Emily was a little bit more naive. I'm working on it, guys. Um, All right, good. But I was like, of course I want to go inside your house. Like, I haven't seen inside many Cuban homes. Like, what a great experience. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so we go in. It's, like, super dark. There's no lights in there. There's, like, some natural light coming in. And I I don't know, guys. I realized pretty quickly, like, maybe this is a bad idea. And he was speaking really fast Spanish and uh, so quick that I couldn't keep up. And I just kept telling him over and over again, like, I don't understand. And he, like, came out with, like, these um, swim trunks with, like, all these little American flags on them. I was, like, really wanting to show me these swim trunks. Like, he was just super proud of them. And it, it ended up being a fine situation. I'll skip forward to the end. Okay, good. But looking back, um, it's one of those things where I'm like, man, like... Did you try on the swim trunks? I did not. Um, did, no. And fortunately, he did not either. That was my big fear. Is like, yeah, he, he disappeared was gonna, at one yeah. point. I was like, shit, like, is he getting naked? Am I allowed to say that, by the way? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Shit. You're naked or shit? <laughs> Which one? Uh, both. Because you can say both. <laughs> yeah. um, and so that was really terrifying. And so at that point, I was like, man, I, like, I need to get out of here. Um, and that's something looking back, I was like, Emily, like, what the hell? Like, don't do that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, don't. Like, be a little bit smarter. Unfortunately, Man. I am. And I'm getting smarter all the time. Like, it's one of the nice things about getting older. It's, I'm working on it. So, <laughs> so yeah, it is, it's been dangerous situations. But I think that trip was what made me realize I'm not invincible. Because um, yeah. in the past, I was like, man, like, I can do everything. Because I've never been hurt before. And I've been to, like, these dangerous places like Palestine and Israel. And it's been fine. And I've been in kind of scary situations, but I've always been fine. Nothing bad has ever happened. And I think it kind of gave me this mindset of, like, nothing bad will ever happen. And I just, I had this realization of, like, yeah, something bad is going to happen if yeah. you're not careful. Um, so yeah, I, that's the problem with youth. There's like, there's this almost sense of invincibility. Yeah. Nothing can happen to right. you. And right. And it's can. good to, like, step away from that and be yeah. like, oh, yes, yes, it will. Yeah. So I'm a little bit more careful now. Good. As a parent, I approve of yeah. your behavior now, but your <laughs> past you. behavior terrifies me. Man, freaking 20-year-old Emily, man. <laughs> <laughs> How did the Israel and Palestine trip come about? Mm, what, I, what happened there? I was given a scholarship um, to go over there on, like, a photojournalism project with a couple other journalists. There were just, I think, two photojournalists and, like, four journalists. And we were just documenting the issues between Palestine and Israel and interviewing people. And that was a really good background for me as well, just to kind of learn how to do that in a semi-safe environment. And you were thrown in prison there for a while, right? Just for a couple days. Yeah. Walk us through that. What happened there? Well, (laughs) I found these maid outfits, right? (laughs) (laughs) I like where this is going. she's good. That was quick. (laughs) So what was the scariest thing that happened on that trip? Oh, well, I I definitely have an answer for it. Um, We were in a Palestinian refugee camp, and... There's like this group of these six journalists walking together and I had kind of separated from the group because I saw there was like this alleyway and there was like this beautiful like natural light coming in, just like a little streak of it. And this guy was sitting down like with this this gun, rifle, some kind of weapon. Okay, gun. stop right there. <laughs> There's an alleyway. Okay. <laughs> 
I think this was with a guy this was, and a rifle. I gotta tell you, this was nineteen year old Emily. So you're going straight straight into that one. <laughs> I like it. God, I like it. Did I tell you this about girl's the balls in here? Did yeah. I tell you about the beautiful light, though? Oh, yeah. There was a beautiful little streak That's of light coming in. That's what I saw, too. It was the guy. Yeah. <laughs> was there just a little bit of, like, I don't know, dust in the air? So it There just, was. Yeah. Let me tell you. There was. Oh, Actually, oh. Look at how I excited remember. she got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so I really... God light with dust. And the guy was, like, just yeah. looking forward. Like, he wasn't looking at me. It was just beautiful. Like, it was this perfect moment. And, of course, like, 19-year-old Emily was like, man, I need to capture this right now. And so I wasn't going to go, like, into the alleyway. Mm. I just kind of into the alleyway and so i like crouched down started trying to take a picture and the guy like loads his gun and i'm like oh god like he's gonna shoot me um and he still hadn't looked over at me and i was just terrified so i didn't take the picture and i like really slowly stand up and start walking away and i think it was probably the most terrifying moment in my life like i thought he was gonna shoot me in the back and i'm like walking slowly imagining being shot like, and that was, how far are you? Like, is this just a second, or is this like twenty seconds of walking out of an alley? I would, so, I mean, he was probably maybe fifteen feet away from me. Um, mm-hmm. And the alley. So, if he's in the middle of the alleyway, I'm at the entrance of it, so I could just turn away pretty quickly. But I would You're say right. at least like five. It's a scary moment. Five seconds yeah. for sure of walking away, where I'm like, I'm gonna get shot. This is how it's gonna end. Damn it. So, nineteen-year-old Emily ends in an alley. Oh, dude, don't even let me tell you about eighteen-year-old Emily. It just gets worse. <laughs> But 22, man. I think we're good now. What happened to 18-year-old Emily? Oh, let's see. Probably did some stupid shit, too. Um, So at 18, at 18, I don't think I had traveled yet. So 18 was safe. 19-year-old Emily is when we start fucking stuff up. Really, how did you know how to travel and do all this at 19? That's really young. Yeah, I... I decided, so when I was in high school, it was my senior year of high school, and I had taken quite a few college classes already through that program that I mentioned, Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't really want to go to college. I didn't know if I should. I think the expectation, especially where I'm from, is like, you go to college, you get your degree, and go get a white picket house or something like that. Um, I just didn't know. What's a white picket house? It's a house with a white picket fence. Come on. Get with the program. That's (laughs) that's what she meant. I I don't know. Am I right? Yeah. yeah, I don't know what they do up there. <laughs> a white picket like house. I thought it was like a. I let it go. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, but now we have clarification. Everybody knows we're on the same page. Yeah. Just like, like a castle. You, you haven't know, seen one of those before. Huge pickets coming out of the house. <laughs> right, turrets. Yeah, it's got turrets with yeah. pickets on the top. We're, we're pretty fancy up north. Actually, yeah. you know what? You, that would be really you cool. You need a house with turrets. Now that I think about yeah. it, you. Yeah. And archers up there. Yeah, just protecting just always on guard. Yeah, but totally. they're, they're Nerf gun archers. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best. And like mm-hmm. I kind of have to dodge getting my way into it. Oh, they make it adventurous for you. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, gotcha, bitch. Like you're coming in with groceries <laughs> yeah. and they're nailing you. <laughs> you just got to go up north to find That's what places. I do. That's the kind of shit I'd do if I won the lottery. I'd, it would be just completely random. Like this, you, you hired Nerf archers to shoot you while coming into your house with groceries? Yes. Yeah. Just want yeah. you to remember that was my idea of yeah. the, the picket house. Yeah, so. All right. white picket house. White yeah. picket house. No, it was not exactly your idea. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was your mi- misstep that yeah. led to his idea. Misstep. This is this is a joint effort here. Yeah. Um, All yeah. right, get back to traveling. Right. College. Did, you don't know how so, to travel, but you're just doing it anyway. Yeah. So I decided I wasn't going to go to college, and instead I was going to go travel the world, which you know actually is not a stupid idea. I think for a lot of photographers or artists, like. That's a great idea. Like, one, if you do want to go to college, like, maybe just take a break and travel and find out who you are. And 
get out of school just for a little bit. Um, or if you're a photographer, don't go to college at all. I don't, you know, yeah. depending on what kind of work you're doing. How did um, you afford to do that? Guys, let me tell you, I am really, really into cheap travel. Um, so I did save up a lot of money beforehand, but I... Damn it, I thought she was going to say gambling. Like you were playing craps I in an alley. I try not to talk about it, but yeah, it was blackjack. Yeah. That was the first I think time. she was hustling. Yeah. <laughs> she, was, she was playing craps in an alley in order to, to make the money to travel. That's definitely what it was. All right, let's go with that. So after you made enough money from craps. Yeah, so I mean, a couple little things is like I always travel with Google Flights, and there's just incredibly cheap plane tickets out there. Like, What are Google Flights? I don't even know. Oh my gosh. Oh god. Oh man. See what I have to deal with, Emily? Jeez. You see the shit that I have to it's put nice up with. It's nice that you put up with What them? are Google flights? Where's my password? Where so, are we right now? Okay, so <laughs> what time here's the thing, Gary. I'm probably not the only person who doesn't know what a Google flight is. So sometimes I, I ask these questions so that our audience members <laughs> that was really will also be now, what he's up doing, to date. What he's doing, I did this in a previous episode because I asked a question that was very bad. I knew the answer It was to stupid. It. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I see uh, what you're doing, Rob. Yeah, Touche. No. Good job. What you're is a Google Flight? Uh, so basically, you just type in Google Flights, and it's Google has created a site to compare like all tickets everywhere, um, and it doesn't raise prices. Like some sites will track your cookies and like later raise your prices when you're about to buy it. Google Flights doesn't do that, and there's just incredibly cheap plane tickets out there. So like for example, when I went to Cuba, it was like a $400 trip round trip. Wow. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I need to look at this for getting my daughter to and from Montreal. Shit. That's awesome. Yeah. And there's just like, there's lots of little things that you learn along the way if you keep traveling. It's like, if you travel in the winter, it's going to be way cheaper. So I don't travel in the summer. Um, I don't ever check my luggage. I always have a carry-on and I have like a personal bag and I just fit all of my stuff in there, which gets really difficult. Um, so it's, the way I travel is not luxurious for sure, but right. it is really cheap and it's worth it. Let's talk about the Ghana project. How long ago was that? That was a year, actually, exactly a year ago. Um, in Were February. You by yourself in Ghana? Of course, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, God, so I, that is scary. God, as, it, as a father, my heart would stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, to be fair, I did. There was a team over there. So I traveled there by myself, but I had a team. So I, I worked with an organization um, called Free the Slaves. And when I was deciding this project of what I wanted to do, I realized pretty early on, like, okay, I. I can't just walk, I can't fly into Ghana and walk around and be like, okay, I'm going to photograph child slavery. Like, it, you just, that's no. a terrible idea. Fortunately, I realized that. Like, I have some common sense, guys. I think you okay. might be skeptical about that. A little bit. Um, yeah. Mainly, mainly <laughs> I'm, there. I'm warming up to it. Mainly because yeah. we lack common sense, and we're not sure <laughs> that we can identify it in others. Um, so, yeah, I, I decided that I couldn't do this alone, and so I needed to find an organization to work with. And so first I had to find a project of what I wanted to do. Mm. And originally I wanted to, I'd heard a lot about major chocolate companies like Hershey's, Mars, Nestle, um, using child slave labor in the Ivory Coast in Ghana. And I was really interested in that. I like read a lot about it, but even though there's a lot of articles on it, it's still not really common knowledge. Like I'll tell a lot of people about these major chocolate companies doing that. And they're like, whoa, what? Like, how is that okay? Um, yeah. And they've been called out on it for sure. And they're like, okay, in 2008, we are going to stop this. And, and it's like, didn't. no. And then it's like 2012, 2015. It's yeah. now 2020. Um, so is it 2020? <laughs> no, that's when they're projecting. The right. Okay. Yeah, you blacked out there for <laughs> a minute, buddy. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is WPPI 2020. <laughs> you don't remember? No. We're in no. the same hotel room. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, one door down. One door down. Mm -hmm. Not three, but one. So, yeah, I started looking up different organizations, and I found this group called Free the Slaves, and... 
I wrote them this long email, kind of like a project proposal of exactly what I wanted to do and had a bunch of people proofread it to me, so it sounded perfect. And that was when I first developed my photojournalism site, which I've now combined with my personal work and my commercial work, so it's all one. I'm working on the consistency of that. But at the time, I had just created a photojournalism site, so I sent that over to them to show them my portfolio, and I had already traveled internationally quite a bit at that point, so it was nice to show them that. And they got back to me fairly quickly, and they're like, Emily, we would love to work with you. Here's the deal. We don't do, um, we don't work with the cacao industry in Ghana, but we do focus on child slavery and fishing villages. Like, do you have any interest in that? And I was like, yeah, like, of course I have interest in that. Like, tell me more. And so we started talking for about two years. It, it went on for a long time. Um, and it came down to, like, just there was a lot going on for them. There was a lot going on for me. I ended up moving to New York briefly for six months. So I was focused on other things. And then finally we started talking again. We're like, okay, great. Like, let's do this now. Um, so they helped me a ton. Like they had a driver prepared for me. They had people going to different villages with me. Like there's just no way that I could have done this on my own. Um, they had translators for me. Like again, you know, if, if you do want to, yeah, right. Um, and so they were wonderful to work with and they helped me a ton. And so we're talking about a future project. We want to do work in Haiti next. Um, so we're just trying to find a plan for that possibly next year, which would be great. I'd love to work with them more. What are you finding when you get there? I mean, when they when they take you to these places, yeah. right, what are you finding? How are these kids living? How do you position yourself to photograph them? I mean, clearly yeah. they've got to be being watched by the people that are holding right them. so the majority of places we went were actually villages where kids have been rescued from slavery okay and now free the slaves this organization is working with them and working with their parents to provide business practices for their parents and they're going around doing case studies and working on social mapping to find out where kids are being taken from um there was there was something like when they did they looked at 20 different communities and there were over 500 instances of child exploitation which is just insane um but with extreme poverty like unfortunately parents feel really desperate to sell their kids and so they, this is coming from the parents the parents are actually selling their kids into slavery they are but it's tricky um so basically what's happening is a middleman who is from this there's a place called lake volta where pretty much all these kids are forced to fish it's like the second largest man-made lake in the world um so this guy will come down to these villages like really small villages where you know there's just not a lot of outside communication and he'll go around to these parents and be like hey we want to provide a, a better life for your kid sell them to us for like 25 to 60 dollars and we will provide them education a better life um so a lot of these parents really think that they're doing a great thing i mean one they're getting money to provide for themselves and the rest of their families because oftentimes they have right. a lot of kids but they're also helping that other child that they're selling out or yeah. so they think but they're being completely lied to right and they think that they're going to have communication with the kid and oftentimes they never see them again it's oh terrible my God. That's heart-wrenching. It's really, really terrible. Um, and so it's amazing to see kids who have been reunited with their families. And how long have some of these kids been in slavery once they've been rescued and reunited? Is it, are we talking like five years but There's or two kids. Years? I mean, kids are taken at like four years old, and some kids are forced to stay there forever. And so something that's kind of common is if kids are forced to stay there forever, when they turn 18 or when they become adults, they'll actually become kind of the slave masters. And start yeah, they stay. Kids. Exactly. Yeah, because so now they're ingrained in that system. Right. That's all I know. It's really terrible. Yeah, uh, yeah, you th and you, it's mind-boggling. You think about the life we it's leave. It's mind-bottling. It's with a T. Uh, it's not with a D. Boggle, I've always said bottle. goggling. Like, it's mind-goggling. Mind that's mind-goggling. Two Gs? That's cool. Goggling. goggling. 
mind-boggling, cool. right? What? Mind bottling. I don't mind even know what to say. That doesn't even make any sense. Exactly. Thank you. It, no, it's because your mind gets bottled in a bottle. No, I always thought it was like your, your mind's boggled. Like, ah. It is. It's boggled. Right. It's just, so he's just completely you guys messing are, with you guys, us. You guys, nice you guys, job guys, trying to call him out there. You guys are wrong. Fact checker, what do you think? Boggling. Oh. You're supposed to be on my team. No, he's fact checking. He's no on the facts. he's on the side of truth but, and justice. Tex, you got to understand that. like, Daddy magic. She just did a daddy magic. I tried to. It wasn't that natural. Uh, <laughs> what? Because I've been waiting to say that just to get who champagne. Who drank all the champagne? Emily. It's probably me. <laughs> Emily, the queen of good. the queen of horsehair brushes. Yeah. Did you like horsehair as well? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Horsehair. Okay, so let's get back mm. to uh, Emily. Okay. Talk me about your commercial work. How are you? How are you earning a living as a photographer? What, well, a what's lot paying of, the bills? Right. So a lot of my work is portraiture. So I'm in the process of making the switch to commercial, which I'm really excited about. I'm in Northern California in a small town of Chico. It's like 90,000 people. So Chicago? Almost. <laughs> Just <laughs> a couple, less, us, a couple <laughs> less letters. Um, I have had a lot of people ask if I live in Chicago. Yeah. So I did. New York, remember? Yeah. Oh, you too. It's right. like, oh, you're from Chicago. You're like, Everyone no, Chico. I'm from Chicago. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's there's definitely commercial jobs up there, and I've been making a reputation for myself up there for a while. So it's pretty easy. Like I don't have to do a lot of marketing or anything like that. Like these Everybody jobs, oftentimes. <laughs> I did not. Not <laughs> accurate. Inaccurate. <laughs> um, so a lot of times, just jobs will come to me, which is really great. But there's also only so many commercial jobs that I can do up there. Um, so I'm really excited to make that switch and continue to make more of it. So. On Thursday, which is tomorrow, I'm moving to Los Angeles. Um, yeah. You are. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. That's awesome. Moving in yeah. with a couple knuckleheads. Yeah. 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 Uh oh. Are you moving? <laughs> are you moving in with Zach? I am. Yeah. All right, Zach and who else? A couple other people. Yeah, um, Nick and Matt. All photographers. Uh, Nick and Matt, I think, are more on the production side. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, I'm. I'm really excited to. We have a photo studio in the back, so that's nice. That's cool. Yeah. Like a shed. Yeah, like an empty, like what? What does it look like? <laughs> I mean, it looks beautiful on the inside. The in outside, the, back? the, like, <laughs> the backyard of a house. <laughs> have you yeah, seen it's... this yet, or <laughs> you just seen pictures on? No, a guys, phone? I have been in there. Is it a white picket house? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's why I'm moving there. I was so, like, man, I need to get one of those white picket houses. So, how big is the studio? Uh, it's a fair size, and it's in the backyard of a house. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of uncommon in L.A., isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's one of the reasons I'm so stoked about this place. Like, I've been bugging Zach for the past year. I'm like, dude, when someone moves out, like, you got to tell me. He's like, yeah, you and 100 other people. Um, and so someone moved out just a couple weeks ago is when he announced it. Wow. And I I told Zach, I was like, dude, like, if you let me move in, I will make you vegan cookies all the time, which I don't know if I'm actually going to do. I don't bake, but I didn't tell him that. Are you vegan? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It, she right. caused a whole. It'd be funny if she was like a total <laughs> carnivore. Yeah. But she promised him that she'd make <laughs> vegan cookies. She doesn't bake and she's a carnivore. Um, but yeah, it all happened super quick. Um, so within the matter, basically on Sunday, a couple weeks ago, I found out that the room was available. On Thursday night, it sounded like someone else was going to get it. Zach's like, Is there any way you can drive down here tomorrow? And I was like, Yeah. And it's like an eight hour drive. So just listen to a bunch of podcasts. Like this one. RGG EDU yeah. podcast. Yeah. You, listen, you listen to our podcast? I do, yeah. Do you have a favorite episode? With Renee, yeah. With Ren- the one where Which she was one? a co-host? Where she was a co-host? Or, no, yeah, the one. Because that's a whole session. Or the, the one, one where we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. last one. 
Definitely so that was the last watching. day of Puerto Rico when we were last actually all one. laying on a hotel bed. She told me that. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard Super stories. Super just burnt out after five days of... Remember the pelican guy? Yeah, <sighs> he was cool. This guy had trained wild pelicans. He came to the same beach every day for 17 years. And all these pelicans had like an issue. Some were missing feet. Some had, had like hurt wings. And he shows up and he has this bag of like little fish and things and... He has all of the pelicans named. They all respond to the names. The one that's named Michael moonwalks. He trained. <laughs> I don't this. He trained a pelican to moonwalk. I have pictures and video of all this. Look, Alistair. Al- Al- yeah, Al- <laughs> yeah, going, yeah, yeah this did happen. He was FaceTiming his uh, children with while holding a pelican. He's like, "Look, guys, I'm holding a pelican." Guys, yeah. I want to hold pelicans. Yeah, it was amazing. Well, go with us down to Puerto Rico. I'm ready. Yeah, I'll find us cheap. Puerto flights. Rico, July third to the eighth. Guys, I'm going to find the flights for us on and, Google Flights. Yeah. Sweet. Non-advertisement. <laughs> Excellent. I like it. Actually, we only fly Southwest. Oh, okay, then. Not yeah. true. Have fun. Well, normally. Only because bags Usually. fly free. And yeah. we were really? Traveling with a grip of 38 Pelicans. Yeah, when we go on business, we definitely almost always fly Southwest. We do. Because we have Southwest. so many bags. So many. All the bags. And then you, you, you can check your bags. You don't have to pay. Whoa. Fancy. For free. You're going to be living this light. This sounds amazing. Two bags. Yeah. But then once you get past two, you got to pay, right? Well, you don't need to bring down on two bags and 100 pounds of stuff, do you? And I don't. Do you have that many pairs of pants? And no. Boots? Made out. You don't even wear underwear. No. I mean, you will wear underwear once I get my underwear line off the ground. Oh, yeah. Dude, once you start making underwear that I can put booze bottles in, I'm wearing it. Is yeah. this special RGG underwear? No, it, well, no I, I want to underwear. find some alpaca yarn and uh, get into knitting un- undies for both men and women that will have little tiny pockets big enough for, like, you know. Little tiny airplane bottles of booze. Yeah. I've already things. made those. Yeah. You've already made underwear? Yeah. You've, already, you've already made that? Sorry, trademarked. Are you kidding me? This is disappointing and Where awkward. are they? <laughs> you are kidding right now. No. Walk me through it. Where did you learn how to knit? Cuba. In Cuba. Down there with the swim trunk Canada. guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no. I didn't finish the story no. with him. <laughs> All right. Yeah, show me or it's not real. Well, I, no, yeah. I don't want you stealing my idea. It's my idea. Trademark. No, no, she's totally still. I see what she's doing I, here. I see, I see what, what's she, gonna happen. This yeah. is going straight down to court. This is gonna come down to a, a legal battle Tina, and Tina's over gonna shoot it and Pratik and Bella are gonna be the male and female models for it. They've already modeled for me. That's, God damn it. This is awkward. This is yeah. Well <laughs> not with not with the underwear that you knitted. What? <laughs> They're going to be the underwear model. Were you not listening to the story? <laughs> no, I was. Going, I was. What's going on Definitely here? listening. Uh, what's right. going on is we're like off the rails. special made outfits that go with mine. <laughs> yeah. With or without horse hair. Yeah. Nice. We have completely confused our audience in yeah. this one. What were you talking about? Anyway, finish the story. Go back to Cuba. Finish the story of the swim trunk guy if you didn't finish it. Or did you? She did. I did. I did. Oh, did. Yeah. She did. Let's talk about... Uh, some of the actions because you do a lot with that and you also yeah. blog right? yeah right yeah well i just started working for f-stoppers yeah. um so it's just been a month and a half with them um mm-hmm. and that's been great like it's been a lot of fun i i read an article yesterday on um, on D- anya auntie um, oh yeah she's great yeah i i just didn't i didn't know what to write about honestly and she was coming to our hotel room to hang out with renee and i and i was like man like do you have any behind the scenes video and she showed me this amazing video and i was like this is perfect for a feature so it's cool to like feature amazing people's work and write cool stuff like I, i've talked about color theory 
and I've talked about reaching out to modeling agencies. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to do more work with them. As for, I, I'm a social media manager for Fine Art Actions, which is Bell and Pratik's mm-hmm. um, Photoshop Actions. And that's been great as well. So it's coming up this summer. I'll be working with them for a year now. And I love that. We have a really great community going and everyone in it is just super sweet and supportive of each other. Uh, and it's been it's been it's fun. beautiful work posting that all yeah, the time. I'm really, really amazed incredible. by it. Yeah, it's a great group. Yeah, um, group. and the people there are just I don't know. Everyone's been really nice to each other. Like <laughs> I really like that. Yeah, that's good. That yeah. just trickles down from Pratik being. I the know nicest. he's the he's nicest. He's like the sweetest the human alive. Do you know he what? Really is. He has a, a safe room where. Uh, he spends 20 minutes a day with a baseball bat and breakables and just goes to he town. He has to get, uh, get all the aggression out. Yeah. And then he comes out and so he's he the sweetest person ever. As yeah. the most pristinely but calm person ever. 18 to 20 minutes is what he told me, like just in a room yelling and breaking stuff. And then he comes out. And I'm thinking about installing one. I think, I think little, it's a good idea. It gets yeah. expensive to do that. Yeah. It's a lot of breakables. Well, don't buy crystal. Well, he buy, goes, buy he goes stuff, dumpster yeah. diving. Oh, he yeah? doesn't on a budget like you. He goes dumpster diving and <laughs> finds breakable things that are free. He gets it from Google Dumpster. Google, yeah. Oh, Google Dumpster. I didn't know you guys knew about it. Yeah. I was going to mention it, but Gary I didn't know. Gary doesn't. I do, but Gary doesn't. You know, like, I haven't yet. Tell me about it, Rob. <laughs> if they don't know about Google, Google Flights, they're not going to know about Google Dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's amazing how far off track we can get yeah. so quickly. All right, so you have a, what seems to be like a real wolf in some of your photos. Well, it's my mom's wolf. Your mom has Wait, a wolf? What? Wait, what? Is that why you moved out of the house at 18? You're afraid of being eaten by the wolf? There's a real wolf? Yeah, uh, he's really great. He's huge. Um, he's a Malamute wolf husky, um, and he's just massive. And so the problem working with him is he's, like, the most ridiculous dog in the world. And so I'll be taking these, like, really serious, dramatic photos of him, and his tongue will just be, like, out in all of them, like, flapping around. Mm-hmm. And Rob so... has that same problem. <laughs> 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 I'm always having to like Photoshop out his tongue, and it's just like, come on. Really sloppy hound. Yeah, a little bit. You've got guns a lot in, in, in some of your photos. So those are also from my mom's house. So those are your mom's crazy guns. Place there. Right, what what does your mom do gun. that she's got wolves and guns? Uh, she she's an entrepreneur. <laughs> All right, cool. That was vague. Yeah, <laughs> that was vague. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she has like a very like specific line of business. Again. <laughs> Again, really big. No idea what you're let's, talking about. Let's be more specific about the specific. <laughs> well, she, she makes these things called drain strainers, and like places like restaurants buy them, and they catch the rice that goes down drains. Right, so it doesn't plug up the drain. Yeah, yeah. right. That yeah. wasn't that hard. I, just, I I feel like no one knows about she, them. You know, she's a business owner, and she sells. She's probably killing it too. She's probably got such a simple yeah. product and is making a killing. She's buying all these guns. I think she has wolves. a lot of competition. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. She's doing good. She's sweet. So what's next for you? What are you looking forward to the most? Well, Minus I, the move. Oh, man. I was going to go with that. That was the easy answer yeah, right yeah. there. Well, we already um, answered that. Yeah. So I guess I'm traveling pretty soon, which is exciting. And I, making the move, I do have to travel less because um, one of the nice parts about living in Chico in Northern California is I can make a lot of money and rent is super cheap. Uh, food is cheap. Like everything's just really nice and cheap. Wait, where exactly is Chico? It's it got to be well outside of San Francisco. three hours north of San Francisco. Uh, by Redding? Past not that far that okay. far we're under reading uh but it's up there and it's cute like it's a college town i love it it's my nest um and i'll still chico go state. yeah right. chico state right Damn, i knew these yeah i'm doing good All right. uh it's it's kind of a mix of like a college town but also a hippie town so it's great there's like a solid community um so i'll keep going up and visiting but yeah la is super exciting and then the photography show is coming up you guys going to that no 
tell us about the photography show. What's happening with that? It's are we going to that? Yeah. Are we? I don't know. What's I'll the find date? you guys the flights. What's the details? Um, it is March 17th through the 20th. Okay. I heard that RGG's has a booth there. Where is it? I don't believe in booths. (laughs) I don't think I'll ever do a booth. Well, I heard they're doing a podcast there. We'll do a party there, and we'll do a podcast. That's what we have to talk about. There are no parties at the photography show. It sounds like nobody's going. Where is the photography show? Smug Mug might throw a party, I heard. Okay, Emily, where is the photography show? What is the photography show? Where I've and what? I've never even heard Just of this. Just really vague today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never even heard of this. Trying to pin well, it down it's, it's one of the big ones, guys. Um, it's one in, of the big ones? Yeah. It's in Birmingham in the UK, which is by London. I thought this was oh, in LA. Right. Oh. You were thinking Birmingham, Alabama, weren't yeah. you? <laughs> no. It's in the UK. Um, so close to London. And yeah, I'm going to speak for Smug Mug there. So I'm really excited for that. Very cool. Um, they're kind of my favorite guys. So. Alistair is our favorite guy. No, he's not. He's mine, though. Why can't we both have a favorite? Uh, I'll, I'll make you a deal. If you guys come to the photography show... Are we going to trade? Like, I'll give you a critique if you give me Alistair? That kind of thing? But we can tra- keep trading back and forth. <laughs> yeah, because I want them both, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's March 17th through the 20th. It should be really good. Um, you guys should come. So I'm looking forward to that. And then afterwards, I'm going to travel around a little bit more just because I found, like, there's a $30 flight from... London to Berlin, so I'm gonna go there with my one of my best friends, and then to. What do you think? What I'm thinking? Yeah, Falcon Chickens what? in Berlin. <laughs> yes. What? Yeah. Let's go. It's Falcon Chicken season in Berlin. What's a Falcon Chicken? Oh, oh God! Oh, come on. She's young. Let's give her that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should I have a Falcon Chicken? Oh, yeah, uh, well, you have a wolf. If you can, you can, if you can catch one, chicken. never let it go. Really? Yeah. Why do they only live in Berlin? They're like unicorns. They don't. But they don't have the... any specific area in the world that they are and aren't. Okay. And so, why do you want to go to Berlin to get one? We've never gotten a, a Berlinese falcon chicken. <laughs> but you've got the other ones. <laughs> Berlinese. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know these things. I've never gotten one of those either. I Me mean, neither. It's on my to-do list. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> Berlinese. <laughs> Get it together, Rob. This is a family show. That's funny. Ease. That, I don't know. That killed me. I mean, if you guys want to come with me to find the falcon chickens. Yeah, yeah. totally. We're there. Why not? We got nothing else to do. And yeah, yeah, from there, I'm going back to Norway and then back to Spain. Um, so. Ah, uh, Spain's beautiful. Yeah, Barcelona's like my favorite place in the world. Uh, with you. I love yeah. Barcelona. Yeah. You're a great M- mispronouncing it. Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah, sorry. I yeah, like that you go. guys get like a little bit of wiggle when you say that. <laughs> Barcelona. We get wiggly at certain times. Yeah. I like it. That's uh, funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then back to LA. And then, so April's kind of the month where I'm like, I'm mostly in LA because March, I'm really just jumping around. Um, and then April, I'm excited to kind of start working and start, start getting a client base down in LA. I have some shoots lined up already, so I'm excited for that, but... And there's enough work to fall on other than that, like retouching work and the social media work. So there's a, there's a lot of different projects that I do, which is nice. Um, but I do I do want to start yeah, building that network. Yeah, it's nice. Nice. I never get bored. Don't all, don't put all of your falcon chicken eggs in one basket. No. You know what happens then? Yeah. Omelets. <laughs> Are you gonna eat the falcon chickens? Just the omelet. It's this a, del- is it's not a delicacy. Vegan or kosher, no. guys. Well, it's a delicacy in Japan. Yeah. Why are we going to Berlin then to get them? <laughs> because the <laughs> Japanese love Berlinese omelets. Yeah. <laughs> I 
didn't yeah. approve of this at all. There's like 90 grams of protein in every egg. <laughs> you guys are hunting for the eggs. Falcon chickens are super bulbous. Here's the thing. When and I invited you guys, I did not know you were egg it's, hunting. It's really hard for them to take flight, but once they get going, it could take up to 20 minutes for them to actually get off the ground. Did you know that the <laughs> Berlinese <runway>. egg <laughs> falcons they have feelings? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's not going to work. No. Oh, shit. Oh, God. All right. So, Emily, where do you want people to find your work? Oh, I have a website, emily-teague.com. Yep. I also have an Instagram, underscore, Emily Teague. Uh, I have a Facebook. Of course. I have an email, yeah. I, Are you mad there's another Emily Teague photographer? Guys, I don't even want to talk about oh. it. She, She's she, in Texas. She has your, she has emilyteaguephotography.com. I'm aware. I, I'm aware. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Because initially I Googled your name and that, and I brought it up, I was like, Oh fuck! We've been oh no! We've been Is battling this? for years. Really? Um, yeah, but I'm I'm with SmugMug now. I, I just made the switch from Squarespace to SmugMug about a year ago, and I'm super excited that they're they're gonna get me above her. Nice up, guys. Yeah, I'm nice. taking her down. Good. If she's Good listening to this, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not that sorry. Emily's sorry. coming for you. I, um, yeah. You know what else I found? Emily Teague is also a, a folk artist, folk singer. Yeah, she's she's there too. They're yeah. out there, but yeah. I had a classmate and. High school, yeah. MIT. No, you didn't. I did. I don't believe you. We'll was go, it me? We'll go th- no, it wasn't you, because you weren't even born. Probably not. No. <laughs> Rob's, Wait, how, how Rob's 95. Are you 95? No. I will be this August. Okay. Yeah. You have a little I'm bit of time. 94. He right. moisturizes. I make this really nice cream that I dip him in every morning. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> so I lo- it's terribly daddy, wrong. It's the daddy oh, God. <laughs> I like that you're making so many different things. Like you have the underwear. He's you have Gary's the cream. an entrepreneur. He's oh. a serial entrepreneur. Yeah, you know, that's my mind doesn't turn off. No, I don't have hobbies. You know, no, you don't. You know, I make a cream too. Oh yeah, God, you it's two are so competitive. <laughs> Is it a whipped cream? <laughs> <laughs> Made from horse hair. Uh, All right, with daddy magic. Yeah. Emily, thank you for coming. Yeah, yeah guys, this, this is so great. fun. And you nice do great work. Emily has done some retouching for me. You're, you do fabulous work. Thanks, so I'm going to recommend you. Yeah. I'm so excited. To all the people out Thanks. there. I'm glad you're out of prison and doing well. Well, and, uh, I'm, I'm going to start my gambling career before I do the photography again. So yeah. I'm in the right place for it. Well, let's go hit the tables. Okay. It's time all for right. Relip. All right. To download this episode in the entire season six, rggedupodcast.com and subscribe to us on iTunes and you'll get notified every Wednesday. Hump day. When we Hope publish good. a new podcast. Which is good. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We yeah. love it. Thank you, Emily. Cheers. Appreciate it. This podcast is officially over. See you next time. For those of you who might not know what we're doing on Black Friday, should we tell them? No. Let's tease them. Let's give them a little idea. Let's give them a... A glimmer of hope. Okay, so at RGG EDU, we focus on revealing the secrets from working pro photographers and retouching in the industry to give you a leg up on the competition. And why is that? Is it because we believe that the best education comes from those who are working pro? Absolutely, Rob. And we believe that you shouldn't have to go to two to four year school to learn this education. No, because that's crazy expensive. It's fun, but it's crazy expensive. So we're making photography education accessible to the entire world at RGGEDU.com. And this Black Friday, we're doing something. We're making an offer so great that we can't even mention it. No, we can't. This This microphone would explode if I even thought about it. That's heavy. Go to RGGEDU.com right now and 
you can sign up anywhere and we will alert you about the Black Friday deals this November 23rd, 2018. Should we sing our jingle? Yeah. Do you finally have a jingle? RGGEDU.com. Yeah.